0: jesus so i'm not going to say another word other than bring the speaker of the hour pastor jones is going to share the word from home zoom as he's sharing the word with us today let's keep him in prayer he's been having problems with his back and yet we're yet praying for him his oldest brother passed away but yet pastor jones is faithful to the call of the lord and let's just put our hands together give god a praise (laughs) as the man of god comes forth god bless
1: You to see this afternoon, thank God for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we rejoice and are glad. And I feel deprived because I'm not in the sanctuary, I can't see your faces. I know you're there because they've been making uh, mention of you, but I can't see you. Uh, I wish I could, I can kind of see some of those on Zoom. It looks like there's more in the sanctuary today than there are on Zoom, but I thank God. I wish I was there hope to be there next week, Lord willing I'll be there, Uh, but just pray with me just for a moment Father, we're just thankful this afternoon for this day, we're thankful Father for all that we've heard thus far in the sanctuary, we're thankful Father for the songs, we thank you Lord for the word of God going forth, forth from Brother Mark Psalm 27, we thank you Lord, just for your mercy we thank you Father for strength like no other, for hope like the blood of jesus that gives us strength lord we need your strength today bless your word even as it goes forth touch each heart spread your word like good seed water those seeds that have already been sown into the hearts of these your people that they might bear good fruit lord because in that will you be glorified and so we thank you we ask it in jesus name thank god amen amen and so uh thankful to the lord for this message testing time is here you must wake up you must wake up and i am reminded i don't know maybe you've seen it i've seen it many times where you have a drunk person who's drank drank all night and you try to get them up you shake them and you shake them and you shake them get up wake up and it just don't seem to wake up And, you know, this world is, in a sense, in a state of drunkenness. We're drunk on ourselves. We're drunk on power, drunk on so many things. And we need to open our eyes and wake up. And we have a message for the world that they wake up because testing time is here. It's not coming. It's here. Uh, When we think about the circumstances that we're yet in with this COVID virus, and there's so many other things going on besides the virus there's so many things around the world in our nation, in our cities we still have a grand a large homeless population we have so many issues going on that a lot of times it can overwhelm us but the Bible talks about these things these times, talks about testing times and we're going to talk about testing time and waking up and recognizing that There's something that we got to do. We are about to embark on a test. Every day we are tested. Our faith is tested. And we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians 13. But first I want to get us started. Isaiah 52 verse 1 says, wake up. Wake up, O Zion. Zion is another word for Jerusalem, the city of God. He says, clothe yourself with strength. Put on your beautiful clothes, O holy city of Jerusalem. For unclean and godless people will enter your gates no longer. So we have the prophet speaking to the people of God to wake up. And the people of God in America and around the world need to wake up. We're walking around like zombies. We're dead in our sins. We're walking around our eyes open and can't see. I want to start out by talking about yesterday. We had a wonderful Zoom meeting. The men had a a wonderful Zoom meeting, and the the theme was, what time is it? And we looked at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we found out that it's time to be alert. We need to open our eyes and be alert to what's going on around us. We found out it was harvest time, time to go out there and search for souls. The scripture tells us that the, the harvest is ripe and plentiful, but the laborers are few. We need to wake some people up from sleep. We found out that it was preparation time. Remember, uh, uh, Hezekiah was told that, get your house in order for you're going to die. This world is dying. They need to get their house in order. The church needs to get its house in order. We need to get our lives in order. We need to get our minds in order. In order. We need to get prepared. It's time for testing, and we need to get ready for it. And in First Timothy 4 and 1, and 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2 tells us that we're in perilous times. What time is it? These are the times, somebody said these are the times that try men's souls. It's testing time. And we need to wake up and get prepared for it. So I remember. Being in college and having to take tests. And the night before, I'd have to prepare. The day before, I'd have to prepare. I'd have to get up that morning. And I didn't get up that morning and not prepared. I'd go out prepared. Uh, just consider this. Uh, when you get up in the morning to go do your job, when you get ready to go where you're going, you don't go out without taking your pajamas off and putting on some clothes. So I'm going to talk about getting prepared for testing. When we were in school, we had to do pre-tests. In other words, it was a test to see where you stand so you know what your strengths and weaknesses are so that you know when test time comes what you needed to have prepared for ahead of time. We want to be prepared for the tests that are coming get dressed take off your pajamas Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 and 23 just as we have to take off our pajamas to go outside and get in the car and go to the office or go to your job Ephesians 4 22 and 23 says throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of lust of life which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And if you recall, the Galatians chapter five verses nineteen through uh, through twenty tells us these are the works of the flesh. And you can read those works, but just let me just give you some other ideas of the things we need to get rid of, the things we need to throw off, we need to let go of. Ruse says, "Lay aside the sins and the weights that so easily." beset us lay aside pride pride is a big one God says he hates pride anger you got an anger problem you got you're one of those with short fuse you 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 have to take control of that and lay that aside let it go malice means that you get so angry and you start to plot what you're gonna do to get back at somebody that has harmed you or somebody that has assaulted you or or um, embarrass you, uh, disrespected you, malice, lust. We know what lust is. Anything, any desire is a lust. doesn't have to be sexual. Desire, any, any desire that overcomes you is lust. Selfishness, that's a big one because that's part of our nature. We're talking about the nature. This is why he talks about the works of the flesh. We're in the flesh. We got saved, but the flesh didn't get saved and the flesh is still here with us. So we have to take off, just like you take off your pajamas and put on your your street clothes or your office clothes or your work clothes. You have to take off that old man, the old nature and those old habits. And then he says in Romans 13 and 14, we got to put on some new clothes. Romans 13 verse 14 says, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're still getting ready for testing. Put on put on Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. Ephesians 4 and 24 says, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. We're getting ready because it's testing time. And we need to wake up. Now we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 13, 1 through 5. I'm reading on the New Living Translation. It says, this is the third time. This is Paul speaking to the church at Corinth. This is the third writing. We only have two. We have the first one and we have the third one. The second one was lost. But it says, this is the third time. I am coming to visit you. And as the scriptures say, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I've already warned those who had been sinning when i was there on my second visit now i again warn them and all others just as i did before that next time i will not spare them i will give you all the proof you want that christ speaks through me christ is not weak when he deals with you he is powerful among you although he was crucified in weakness he now lives by the power of god we too are weak just as christ was but when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we'll have God's power. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you.
2: If not, you have failed the test of genuine
1: faith. We're talking about a pretest to prepare us for the tests of our faith just kind of summarizing what has happened in those verses Paul had visited them three times the second time he came he says I told you you people who are sinning to stop it and you did you were still doing it then here I am the third time and I'm don't have me you know you you tell your don't don't let me come in there and my dad used to say don't let me get a don't let me get my belt Paul is letting them know that they've been told, they've been taught and they have basically failed the test but now keep in mind, he's not there to just criticize, he's there to encourage and I'm here to encourage you to let you know that testing time is here, you just get prepared, we just need to get prepared, if you don't know about the test, you won't prepare for the test, but now you know this is serious, and you, not, you need to be ready for the times they are coming. We're already in those times of testing. A lot of us are frantic, pulling our hair, anxiety-ridden, because we did not prepare ahead of time. Here are some questions to get you prepared. When I would take... At advanced ACLS called ACLS advanced life uh, 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 advanced cardiac cardiac life support we took a test before we went into the course and it was called a pre test it would have pretty much the same information but this way you knew the things you needed to to focus on more so than others I'm gonna give you some test prep questions when you get ready to take the true test. Let's look at the verses we just read. Verse 1, it says, This is the third time I'm coming to you. Then he says something interesting, and you wouldn't wonder, what is he saying this for? He says the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. What is he talking about? Uh, the testimony of two or three witnesses. This is what the word of God says. It says, Out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every every word be established. In other words, that makes sure that you know it's the truth. Jesus said, I came to bear witness of the truth. So the first question for us is, are we standing for the truth? Are we standing in the truth and are we standing for the truth? I I think you've heard this this saying, the word of God is right and somebody's wrong you can't live your life one way and the word says otherwise you can't say that i'm going to live it this way and i don't believe the, the bible means what it says if you turn things around to make it fit your lifestyle or to fit your pleasure what you're doing is you're not standing in truth so that's the first question are you standing in truth are you standing in christ remember John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the truth. If Jesus is the truth, you have to be standing in him. Amen. The second question, are you bearing fruit? Let's look at verse 2. He says, I've already warned those who had been sinning when I was there on my second visit. Now again, warn them and all others, just as I did before, that the next time I will not spare them. So they had time to make correction and do what was right, which they were taught what was right. We've been taught what is right. Are we bearing fruit? What am I talking about? Fruit. Galatians five twenty two. We just read or we just talked about Galatians chapter five, verses nineteen and through twenty one, the works of the flesh. But verse twenty two says these are the 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 fruit of the Spirit. You want to read those? I'll read a few of them. Actually, I'll read verse 22. Verse 22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. If your fruit is, uh, complaining, if your fruit is, uh, hate and yeah, you can, you can love me because you know me and I, you know, I haven't hurt you, but what about other people? What about what Jesus said? Jesus said, love your enemies. Are you bearing fruit? Because it's not, and and like what, what, what brother Chuckie says, this is not easy, but he didn't say it was easy. But he said, do it. And if you're not doing it, what are you doing about not doing it? And remember, pre tests prepare you for the test. And it's easy to even sit in church and say, oh, how, look how good I am. Smile and sing songs. But when you leave church, you go home, you go to your job, you go out in the store. What happens when you go to the restaurant and your food is cold? <laughs> do you complain? You say, I'm not leaving a tip. That's fruit, and that's not good fruit. That's sour fruit. That's bitter fruit. Are you bearing fruit? Let's look at verses 3 and 4 real quick. Verse 3 says, I will give you all the proof you want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. He, he died on a, a horrible death. But he says he, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak, just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with Him, and we'll have God's power with us. What is He saying? He's telling them, just like you, just like you tell your kids, "Don't let me come in there with my belt." He you when you when you as a parent get ready to go in there with a belt. You're not going in there with a belt because you don't love. It's because you do love. And Paul loved the church. He loved the people of the church. But he recognized there are some things you're doing that are just not right. And you have to make correction. So what he's saying there is not just that they need to make correction, but he said, look at what he said just as Jesus rose in the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God is powerful through the Holy Spirit in them who carry the word. So he's saying that the power that will flow through the word of God when I speak it to you, that's the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. That's the same power that can help you get over yourself. That's the same power that will cause you to take off the old man, take off the old clothes, Put on the new clothes. Put on Christ. Put on the new man, the new nature, and allow that one to go forth rather than your old nature. The question is, do you really want this? You know, you take a test and you prepare for the test because you anticipate that if you prepared, you'll pass the test. Am I right? You want to pass the test. So these are some things to think about that will help you to pass the test. And the next question is look at, look at verse 5 verse 5 says examine yourselves now he says I, I like what this word here says examine yourselves it didn't say for me to examine you and it didn't say for you to examine me it says examine yourselves you need to take a look at yourself what? to see if your faith is genuine, you, there's, there's telltale signs that is, that is real, that is genuine. We, we like to use the word uh, authentic. There are ways to know whether your faith is real, whether your faith is true. And look at what he says, he says, Surely, well, then, no, wait, wait, wait. He says, Examine, first, examine yourself, to see if your faith is genuine. Then he says, Test yourselves. So what? it almost sounds like you're saying the same thing. But the first one is saying, look at yourself and see if your faith is real. And then it says, okay, now test yourself. That means go out and show yourself true to your faith. Again, it's easy to say, I got faith while you're sitting in church. It's easy to say, I love the Lord while you're singing songs church ends at a certain time, and you have to go out and live in the world where the rubber meets the road. Somebody preached a message years ago after the benediction where where life really happens. You see, church and the service and the songs are to prepare us to go out and live, because remember why? We are living in a place that's not our home, and we're on our way home but we have to live down here in the meantime. So what? It's time to wake up because testing time is coming. You're taking small tests so you can take bigger tests. All right? The next question. Is Jesus really with you? He says in verse 5, surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. Do you really know that? Do you really know that Jesus is with you? Because a lot of things we do, just think about if Jesus was sitting there next to us while we're complaining, while we are bad-mouthing someone, while we are criticizing, while we are angry, while we are have lust in our minds and in our hearts. What if Jesus was sitting there? Would you be doing those things or saying those things? Well, guess what? He is. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the issue. Jesus is here. He's always here. He's always listening to your conversation. You can't get away from God. He the, the psalmist says, where can I go from his spirit? Where can I hide from his love? If I ascend into heaven, he's there. If I go into the depths of the sea, he's there. You can't get away from him. So what makes you think you can get away with doing things saying things, thinking things that you do. You can't get away with it. You can't get away from him. He's always there. But do you know, do you act like it? Do you recognize it? Do you acknowledge it? Acknowledging it. You acknowledge it when you, this is how you know when you're acknowledging his presence every day. Do you sit with him in prayer and fellowship and communion every day? Because he's there every day, he waits for us. He, with oh, just like the prodigal son, the father saw him from the distance. He didn't wait for him to come back, and when he came back, he didn't. He ran to his son, and he was so happy. God is always that happy to fellowship with us, to be with us, to sit with us, and to love us. Is he really with you? So, are you responding appropriately? to the correction and direction the word has given you these are pretest questions because these are preparing you for the tests of life James chapter 1 verses 22 it says what be doers of the word not just hearers because if you only hear it and don't do it you're deceiving yourself you're not fooling anybody you're not fooling God you're fooling yourself you can say I'm a Christian but guess what if you really are if, if the spirit of God really lives in you the fruit of the spirit will come out of you one of the things we were talking about in our men's meeting yesterday what's in you is what comes out of you and what if what comes out of you is dirty if it's, if it's dark if it's selfish if it's angry if it's evil if it's complaining that's what's in you so what do you need to do Romans 12, 2 says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed. You need to be transformed because you're getting prepared for testing time. And verse twenty three says, "If you don't be a doer, if you're not a doer of the word, but you're only hearing it, you're like a person who looks in the mirror and he sees he's got sleep in his eyes, got stuff in his nose, got dry saliva on the side of the mouth." Air not calm. and then you just walk away. Can you imagine somebody come up, jumping out the bed in their pajamas, and don't go, and go look in the mirror, see all this needs to be fixed, and just get the keys, jump in the car, and run to the office, sit in the sit in the office. He's you the C, CEO of the company, and sit there, and the vice president walk in and see you looking like that. You know what he's gonna say, right? He's gonna say, "You okay? <laughs> you are you all right?" And, and please don't say yes because if you say yeah I'm good yeah everything's fine you know what he gonna do next right he gonna point you to the the psychiatric office down the, down the street you need to need to take a visit because you ain't right that ain't right and so this is why we prepare first take off the old ways put on the new ways put on the new man and secondly i did not say secondly but uh What did I just say? James chapter two. Oh yeah, you, you looked in the mirror. So you looked in the mirror, and you need to make correction. That's the purpose of the mirror is just so you can see what you need to do. If you prepare, when the test comes, you'll pass. And remember, this is a test of faith. This is what we're talking about. Tests of faith. So you look in the in the mirror, you make the you make the corrections, and the next thing you do is you humble yourself. James 4 and 10, he says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humbling ourselves is a is the first part of worship, and that's the next thing. Worship him and obey him. Joshua 24 and 14 says, then Joshua told the people, worship the Lord and obey him and always be faithful. These are trying times, and we need to wake up. We need to take off the old man, put on Jesus Christ. Take the test of your faith as you walk in the light of faith. So, the, so again, do you have him in you? Because the scripture tells us what? Christ in you is the hope of glory. malachi 4 and 2 says but for you who fear my name the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture and i don't know we don't live on farms around here but i do know what happens when you take a puppy Who's been stuck up in the house, or even your dog who's been stuck up in the house all day, if you put them outside in the backyard, and you and you see, they take off running, they are just so happy they run around and they jump and they and get. You see a puppy crouch and then jump and leap at a butterfly. Just so happy, just joy. This is what God wants. He wants us to have joy. Even in trials. James said, the trying of your faith produces endurance. And when when endurance has its perfect work, you will be what? Perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Testing time is not coming. Testing time is here. We're living in trying times. And our faith is being tested. The world is looking at us. How do we respond to these trials? How are we responding to the COVID virus? Everybody knows about the COVID virus. The COVID thing has been going on for over a year and a half. How is the church responding? The people of God are being watched. And when they see us responding no differently than them, that's a bad sign that means that we have not prepared we want to be prepared we want to be prepared for times like this because these times are not going away if we're not prepared we can get prepared because remember the world is looking at us we're not supposed to be looking at the world for the for how to do stuff we're supposed they're supposed to be looking at us The world is supposed to look at the church and say, please pray for us. Remember when the the children of Israel and Moses, they told Moses, we're not going to God. We need you to go for us. This is what the world needs. They need us to do our job. Our job is to be what what Peter said. He said, we are a royal priesthood. We are the priests of the world. We are the ones who are the intercessors. We are the ones that know God. We know God, but sometimes we don't act like we know him. Because what? We haven't done these things. We haven't humbled ourselves. We're not in tune with him because we're not worshiping him. We have to take off the old man. We have to put on Christ. When we take off the old man on that old nature, like John said, I must decrease so that he can increase and when he increases in me then I can realize what what John said greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world but if I don't decrease if I want to jump ahead of God if I want to call my own shots if I want to do it my way I haven't humbled myself I haven't and so go back to the first commandment as I wrap this up the first commandment says thou shalt have no other gods before me do you know I can put myself on the throne? When I decide I'm going to do it my way, I'm putting myself ahead of God. I'm saying I know better than God. Look, God knows what's right. God is right. I'm telling you right now. No matter what you might think, I don't care about it. You know, we come up with all these excuses. You know, the Bible is not translated right. You know, uh, you know, there's dis- disagreements. God is right. But th- but don't worry about it. Because God being right, is a good thing because God is love. God loves us. Okay, I'm about to shut up in a minute. But look how big God is. God created the universe. The universe. And God, when He created the universe, it's like an hour. But this hourglass is like 6,000 years or whatever. And he turned it upside down. And until the last grain of sand falls through that hour, this universe is going to be in order. It's going to sit there. The the earth is going to go around the sun every once a year. And it's going to turn on its axis. And the moon is going to go around the earth every month. It's been doing that ever since creation. It is going to do that until that last sand in the hourglass drops through. And if God is that big, guess what? His love is just as big as he is. This is why the scripture tells us what? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. He loves us, and he wants us prepared. He does not want us. I wish you had been there for the men's meeting we had. It's. It, it, what time is it? and we we talked about the thief he said the thief comes to steal kill and destroy nobody is going to get a call from the thief I'm coming to your house at 9 o'clock I'm going to break down the door I'm going to break in and get all your jewelry I'm going to knock you to the floor at gunpoint he's not going to tell you that. that that's the nature of the thief that's why he's called the thief he sneaks in but then he says but you are not like those Coming. we know now let's live like it let's get prepared let's humble ourselves before the lord let's 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 show the world that we are what jesus said we are the light to light the way for the rest of the world let's face it they may not even want it but let's shine it anyway somebody might be looking for the light somebody be maybe like in the old days when they had the ships out to sea and they're lost but they're looking for the lighthouse let's be that lighthouse let's be that light from the lighthouse so that people that are lost at sea can find home can find a, a refuge amen it's testing time we have to wake up we must wake up amen god bless you pray for me
0: time. Wake up. Anybody woke in the house right now? Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, you know, this awesome message, Pastor Jones, awesome message, uh, uh, a stirring message to to cause us to wake up and understand where we are. You know, uh, we know Proverbs say, wake up and smell the coffee. You know, are we smelling the coffee? Is it decaf or is it hazelnut? You know, Uh, what's happening around us you know uh, this is that time after after a powerful message like that where we begin to examine ourselves right where uh, the sinner the person who may not know Jesus Christ have heard something that want him or her to look into the perfect law of liberty Uh, but look where we are today Uh, Pastor Jones was such a powerful message over a year and a half we've been living through a pandemic. Times in our nation to where stuff is worse than we've seen in a long time. There's war drums beating all around the globe. Rogue nations are building up their military machines. What manner of men and women should we be as saints of God? When we stand here within the congregation. And make an altar appeal for someone to come to know Jesus, it takes more than just an hour of fellowship in the word for someone's life to be touched and transformed. Sitting here in the sanctuary and those who are on Zoom land, those uh, that are on Facebook live, it takes a village, they say, to raise a child it take a church village to make an impact in a community. There are gifts and talents that are sitting in the sanctuary now and everyone else is connected with three-piece Christian ministry and it's going to take each one of us and our God-given gifts and talents to reach the lost, to be that light that Pastor Jones talked about that's, that's setting up on the hill, that somebody can see that 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 light out in the middle of a dark ocean. And so here, as we we feast on the word of God and we enjoy the fellowship, I'm telling you, if we if we can understand that it's testing time, and we can understand that it's time to wake up, then we need to be about our father's business as one, that we will be an army marching through the land. Deliverance will be our song and there'll be healing in our hand and somebody will come to know Jesus. So I'm sending out a Macedonian call for everyone connected with three Ps. Let's, it's, it's testing time. Some of us have been kind of sitting in the back looking in. Outside of the door and kind of listening to see what's going on. And yet, yet we still hear a, a part of this but it comes a time The question that has to be asked from us, each one, to the Lord, God, what would you have for me to do? There's there's someone struggling over here, and they're wearing three or four hats. And God, I'm not wearing a hat. God, help me to take one of those hats and put it on and help toward the upbuilding of the kingdom of God. Do y'all hear me today? I just want want us as as soldiers in the army of the Lord to stand up and let's make a difference that when somebody walks through the door, they'll feel the love of Jesus. They're greeted with a hug and and love and and the power of the Holy Spirit and, and, and there's need situations. Let's pull our resources together and make a difference for Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We need help going out to the shelters. We need help on the prayer lines. We need help in various situations in the house. And guess what? All the Guess what? Everything I'm saying boils down to when we make that appeal to someone to come to know Christ because everyone under the sound of my voice has a part in some man, woman, boy or girl coming to know Jesus Christ. No, there's no long-ranging Christians, no long ranger saints of God in a particular church. No, no, we are an army. We're united. And I say that out of love. I say that out of necessity. I say that out of need. There's so much ministry in the house of the Lord for each one of us seek the Lord call upon the Lord and ask him God what would you have for me to do is there more God am I doing too much God what would you have for me to do I want to be a part of what you're doing God testing time is here testing time is here and he's saying Perry wake up Amen. so if you're in the house of the Lord today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ I hear the piano playing, and I hear the drum ticking, and and I know our hearts are still bubbling from the word. So why don't you just think about it for a minute, that if you don't know Christ, today is your time. Sister Amanda, why don't you just bless the Lord in the house, praise the Lord.
2: Take me back. Take me back. A place. so far from you, Lord.
0: If you're ready to go back, just stand on your feet. If you're ready to go back to a place in time, hey, where the Lord Jesus touched you. To go back to where you first believed, and the fire of the Lord burned down on the inside of you. A weight had been lifted off of you, and you—you you were so happy and you were so joyous because something had changed on the inside. But due to the struggles of life, the heartaches and pain, the sickness and disease and death have, have taken us to a place to where. We we kind of forgot where we first believed. I believe that God is saying to us today, it's test of time. It's time to wake up and it's time to go back to where we first believed. When we first believed, we believed God for everything. Can I get a witness? We didn't doubt anything because we tapped into the God of the universe. He forgave us of our sins. He established our gorge. He placed our feet up on a solid rock. And get this, we couldn't wait to tell somebody what the Lord had done for us. Some of us, he took out of prison. Some of us, he took us out, out of the out of the marie uh, clay, out, of, out from under the bridges. Some of us, he took us out from various places, drug habits and alcohol and craziness. He took us out, and he gave us a new chance he sent us on our way rejoicing. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to forget where the Lord has brought me from. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. As saints of the most high God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for delivering us. We thank you for healing us. We thank you for carrying us through hard times. We thank you for taking us through dark times, God. We thank you for providing for us day by day. God, we give you glory. We give you honor, Lord Jesus. Help us today, Lord. Help us to think back to where you brought us from. Put running in our feet and clapping in our hands let the power of the Holy Spirit rest upon us in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, I pray for the saints of God here, there, and everywhere on today. Those whose hearts are heavy, God, sing your word. You are a burden bearer. You are a heavy load sharer. God, give us to trust you. Give us to trust you like never before in the name of Jesus pray For those who are sick and afflicted in their bodies on today, God. God, we lift up some body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, won't you bless her right now, right where she lay, God. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We pray for Pastor Warren and thank you for the sweet anointing that rests upon his life and the power of the Word of God that you place down in his heart, God. His heart is heavier losing his oldest brother, Lord. Pain in his back, and yet he's standing strong in you, Lord Jesus. Won't you bless him and his wife and motherly and the entire family, each one of those three boys in the name of Jesus. So Father, I pray for three peace Christian ministries. Lord, we kind of hear there and everywhere we're everywhere. Father, we just pray that those who are bereaved yet who have lost a precious loved one whose hearts are heavy, the weight of the, this world is on their shoulder. God, won't you free them up today, put it in the proper perspective, and you told us to encourage one another. You told us that we can sorrow, but not as those that have no hope. We have hope in you, Christ Jesus, and so, God, we thank you, and we praise you in the master's name of Jesus. Thank you now to him who's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Sister Amanda, I hear the song Jesus I'll Never Forget. Let's praise the Lord for a second before we Jeez, get up I out of here. forget
2: what you done If for you know it, sing it, Jesus, I'll never forget, forget how you say